Hey, Love Tribe. Today's episode is brought to you by one of my personal favorites, Cozy Earth. They've got something special for all the mothers out there. So anyone who wants to shower the special woman in their lives with love and the comfort they deserve, listen up. Hands down, Cozy Earth has the best sheets, bedding, pajama sets, and more. So today, I'm excited to share that Relationship Advice listeners get an exclusive 35% off discount. Simply go to CozyEarth.com and use the promo code I do at checkout. The first time I tried their bamboo sheets, I was blown away. The comfort level is insane. I just love slipping into their seriously soft and cool sheets after a long day. And for a mom who knows that the struggle of sleep deprivation is real, Cozy Earth's temperature regulating technology has been a lifesaver. No more waking up sweating or freezing. But what really sold me is the quality of the bamboo sheets. They are by far the most comfortable sheets I have ever slept in. They are made to last years, which they have. I think at this point, I have about six sets of them. And they have a 100-night sleep-free trial and a 10-year warranty, so you know you're getting something that is going to stick around. So if you're ready to prioritize your sleep health and treat yourself or the mom in your life to the luxury she deserves, head on over to CozyEarth.com and use the promo code IDO for an exclusive 35% off. Because every mom deserves a good night's sleep, and with Cozy Earth, you can finally get the rest you need. Let's talk about a struggle many of us know all too well losing weight. Remember those days when everyone was on a juice cleanse or just basically hangry all the time? That was no fun for anyone. Well, there's a better, more sustainable way to shed those pounds. Today, I want to introduce you to Row Body. It's not your typical weight loss program. Instead of all the gimmicks, they offer access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. But here's the real deal. They pair these shots with simple lifestyle changes, helping you lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Plus, over 200,000 people have already seen results with Robody. So what sets Robody apart? The support. They handle all the insurance stuff for you and give you access to a provider whenever you need them. And the best part, you can sign up online from home, no doctor's appointments and no waiting rooms. Say goodbye to those days of hangry juice cleanses. With Robody, losing weight is straightforward and sustainable. Take that first step today and say hello to a healthier, happier you. Kickstart your weight loss journey the right way and head to ro.co slash do. That's ro.co slash I-D-O. Sign up today for just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Remember, medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash I do. What is up, guys? Hey, Love Tribe. How you doing? Thanks for tuning in. We hope you're having a wonderful day. 
We have another great show for you where we welcome Lucia Giovannini. I gotta say it with a little Italian (laughs) accent there. And she is a former Italian supermodel turned best-selling author, spiritual teacher, transformational coach, environmental and animal activist, and author of 13 books. Wow. I had no idea. 13 books. That's a lot. I'm about 12 (laughs) behind. Right? 12. Oh, yeah. You did write that one book. book That's right. That's right. Stand-up paddle training. Oh, yeah. You guys want to learn about stand-up paddle training. Check it out. Yeah. Chase wrote a book on it. (laughs) Self-published. And on today's show, we focus in and talk about resolving built-up resentment. And not only do we talk about resolving it, but a large part of the episode, we talk about preventing it. Because what better way to resolve it Mm -hmm, than just not have it at all. Never happen at all. Yeah. (laughs) And really what that comes down to is setting proper expectations in the relationship because we know that if you have expectations that are not met or too high or, or just wrong expectations, then conflict will arise and resentment will arise. Yeah. So lots of valuable stuff there. And if you guys are enjoying the podcast, we really love it. When you leave us a review on iTunes, preferably five stars if you like it. Yeah. If you don't like it and you're going to leave us one star, just don't <laughs> just, leave one, please. Just don't at all. <laughs> just just ignore this message. But yeah. otherwise, um, yeah, get in there. And that really helps us in the rankings, which helps us attract sponsors, which helps us continue to put this show on. So we've also been meaning to say, if you support our sponsors, we really appreciate that because takes a lot of time. I know I'm really mostly here just for the interview, but Sarah does a lot on the back end, a lot of editing on the website for the shows. Um, a lot of stuff goes into it. So we really appreciate you supporting our sponsors or just simply leaving five-star review <laughs> on iTunes. <laughs> and we're approaching a thousand reviews. So maybe by the end of the summer, we can get there. And also, Sharing the show with your friends, your spouse, your relatives um, also helps us to grow the show. And we really appreciate you guys for tuning in and doing all that. And thank you so much uh, for being here. Enjoy the episode. Hi, Lucia. Thank you so much for joining us today. Hi, I'm very, very glad to be here. Lucia, today we're going to focus in and talk about resolving built-up resentment in the relationship. So let's start by talking about how resentment can build up in the first place, see if we can avoid that, and then we'll talk about dealing with it if we do have built-up resentment. So um, relationships inherently comes with some sort of expectation. Uh, And this goes for any significant relationship, like friendships or significant others or working relationships. And so the idea is that normally um, you expect something from the other person. Uh, and, uh, and, and, And normally that is unsaid, you know, unspoken. So, uh, when the other person doesn't behave as we think, he or she should behave, then some resentment starts to build up. And if we continue to keep quiet, uh, which is something we, I mean, a lot of people do, uh, then we start 
you know, building even more and more re resentment. And most often we compromise ourselves in order to preserve peace in some way. Um, so that's how we keep on nurturing this resentment. And, um, and then sometimes we begin to resent ourselves for not having, you know, spoken up or for having allowed all this in the first place. Uh, so then we continue to suppress our feelings until one day we burst. Uh, and so uh, at that point, most of the time, uh, we feel guilty, you know, and then the cycle starts, starts again. Uh, and so the, 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 the more, the, I mean, the longer the relationship is in place, uh, if this kind of pattern it kicks in in the relationship, uh, the, the deeper it gets. So what really stood out to me and what you just said was expectations and then not having your expectations met can really start to build resentment. So how can a couple or a friendship or coworkers clearly define their expectations in a relationship to prevent that scenario from starting from the very beginning? Yes. So first of all, I think that a necessary step is to look inward, you know, because most of the times we actually go into a relationship, a relationship with, with, really unrealistic expectations. Like, uh, uh, for example, let's talk about uh, a significant, you know, uh, uh, romantic relationship. And then we, we expect the other person to fill all our voids. We don't love ourselves and we expect the other person to, to love ourselves so much that then we can feel love. But if we don't love ourselves in the first place, how can any person fill that void. It's impossible. Whatever he or she will do will never be enough. So these are kind of, uh, you know, uh, unrealistic expectation. Or if we talk about a working environment, uh, if we feel we are not valuable, uh, then we, we will need um, confirmation from the other person that we are valuable, that we are good. Uh, that we are talented, and if those, um, uh, if, if that kind of uh, uh, confirmation doesn't come or doesn't come as we wish, uh, then we are bound to, you know, uh, feel resentment. But those again are unrealistic expectations because again, if we don't value ourselves, nobody else will. No matter how many times they will say, oh, you're good, you did a good job, it will never be enough. So first step is to really look inside ourselves and look at, I mean, what we are expecting from other people and look if, we, do we, I mean, there are some self-coaching questions which I think are very valuable at that point. And one coaching question is, for example, how, I mean, how do I measure my worth? Do I measure it against, you know, my performance or am I okay with who I am? And then, I mean, I try to have the best performance, of, of course, but I'm okay. I love myself exactly as I am, even when I don't perform, even when I make a mistake. And I realize that I may fail, but I'm not a failure. I may, you know, make mistakes, but I'm not a mistake. So that is the first step to really have a solid self-esteem self-esteem or self-compassion, how 
we want to call it. So this regard is, is I mean, is um, about uh, a realistic expectation. And then, of course, we have realistic expectations. Like uh, if we are in love and if we are in a relationship, I expect you to, I don't know, uh, take care of the house and help me with the house chores, for example. And But if I don't communicate that, and that is a very realistic expectation, or if we have a, a kid together, a child together, I, I expect you to take care of the child as much as I do, you know. But and, and these are totally realistic expectations. But if I don't communicate those to you in details, then we are going to have a problem. Because uh, for me, uh, I don't know, taking care of the child means uh, I don't know, taking him to school, taking him to, you know, to see his friends. For the other person, taking care of the child just means listening to him. And then we have a problem. So we need to really be able to communicate what do we expect from the other person. In a way, uh, it's something that in, during the workshops I, I suggest to people is for example, couples or even in working, you know, environment is to really um, set the rules of the game together. Like, okay, we are playing the game of father and mother, or we are playing the game of a couple, or we are playing the game of uh, co-workers. What are the rules of our game? So at least everything is very clear. That is a great foundation because you can't play the game. You can't be in relationship with someone if you don't have, if you're not playing with the same rules or you can, but it's not a very good game. It might feel like the other person is cheating because you guys have not defined the rules. And that seems to be where a lot of conflict comes up is this discrepancy in expectations. Like we're most disappointed when our expectations aren't met. Well, how do you expect your partner to meet the expectations if they don't know what they are. You got to communicate them. Yeah, exactly. And most of the times what I hear from people is, okay, especially in romantic relationship is if he loves me, he should know what to do or what I need. But that's not true because we can't, you know, read the mind of another person because anything, I mean, we do, we do it from our from our map of the world and so we don't actually know even if we know the other person how can we be 100% sure of you know what she needs or he needs in that moment so uh, let's say at this point somebody has kind of bypassed setting those expectations in their relationship and they're at a point of a lot of built up resentment with their partner. What steps do they now take to start to resolve that resentment? Yeah, so uh, the first thing is try to see uh, their inner world. Uh, like the one that is causing the disturbance, the resentment. Because in reality, it's not the external situation, is the meaning we give to the external situation. So again, look inside and see, okay, uh, what were my expectations? Was I really able to uh, to, to communicate those? Uh, what What could I have done differently? What could I do now differently? And um, that's at a, at a cognitive level. Then there's an emotional level. And of course, you know, emotion emotions are not logical. <laughs> they are psychological, meaning 
logical for our psyche. So we can reason, and that's, of course, we need to, to, to reason, to, to, to follow our cognitive, to use our cognitive abilities. But at the same time, uh, it's, it's difficult to reason with emotion. With emotion. So uh, something that I advise people to do is, is an anger release. Because built-up resentment becomes, you know, stuck in the body. So it may even affect the person personality because at that point, uh, people, I mean, they, they get that identity, you know, of an angry person uh, or an angry spouse. So the idea is to let out of their body this built-up resentment. And of course, there are many methods to do that, like uh, even take an empty bottle of plastic water and, uh, and uh, punch it against a mattress or a couch you know, or um, scream uh, or uh, punch, use a punch ball, something that, that really uh, helps people to, to release their, their, their built-in, physically release because their, their built-in resentment. Because resentment is a very physical um, emotion. We feel it in our stomach. We feel it in our body. It tightens up our muscles. So, so once we, we leave, you know, once we, we let that, that energy flow out of our body, then it's easier to use our logic and understand uh, what to do. Um, and, and at that point, we really need to speak up. We really need to, to speak to, to the other person and uh, ask what, you, what we need and talk about our needs. And, when we talk, it's very important to talk in the I person, like I need this, uh, instead of you made me feel, you know, like you made me feel uh, not loved, you made me angry. Now, the idea is to take ownership of our own emotions and say, when I see you doing this, I get angry. At that point, the other person doesn't feel, you know, we are pointing our finger at them. We are accusing them. And, and so the conversation starts on, on an easier uh, note. One of the things that Sarah and I have been trying to work on is communicating our expectations, certainly continuing to do better at that. But then once we've communicated those expectations, checking up on how we're meeting each other's expectations seems to be an area of conflict. For for example, the other night, I had an expectation that we would have some time together and it didn't happen. And then I kind of shut down because I wanted, my expectation is that Sarah would initiate the conversation and that didn't happen. And so rather than communicate it, I, I waited and, and then my resentment built up and then it kind of came out and, and it came in I statements. I tried to do that, but if it feels like we've had this similar cycle of, I expect something and then it doesn't happen. And, and we've talked about it. I don't know what, 20 times in our relationship, Sarah, like this, a similar, situation. Um, how can we break this cycle? If you find that you've communicated 
your needs and the other person in, is trying to meet them like they're doing the work, but there just seems to be a mismatch. Is this making sense? Yeah, it does make sense. Well, um, I think, you know, um, it, it's a very uh, human reaction to, to close up at that point. But at the same time, um, what if we um, uh, take a deep breath? Because I found that breathing is a, is a habit breaker, is a, is a really a, a savior, meaning mm. it, it, it totally changes the, the, the state. You know, the chemistry, actually, of the blood and and the energy. And so it it brings us to a more balanced space. And uh, and we just say, hey, uh, I need you right now. Or, you know, like, find a a sentence or something. But we need to find it uh, before we are in in an emotional, uh, like, bad state. Because otherwise, in, in that we, we are not able, of course, to, to, to come up with something. But if there is a code between the two, like um, and a code, for example, with me and my husband is really, hey, I need you right now, you know. And, and, uh, and then the other person knows that it's urgent, know that something is going on. Uh, and for other couples, it may be, I don't know, um, hugging. Okay, I need a hug right now, you know, and, and instead of closing up, you know that your code is the hug or you know that your code is, I don't know, jump on your feet, you know, anything to break that state. Uh, and, uh, and then to, for the other person, it's also a signal for the other person that it's very urgent and deep. Uh, because most of the times, it's not that the other person wants to wound the partner is that the other person is engaged with the thousands of other activities and then he or she may not realize, you know, that, uh, that, that she's needed from her partner or he's needed from from his partner. So um, the idea is to create a, a sort of a ritual, a sort of a sentence, a gesture or something to signal uh, that, Hey, now it's time uh, for us to come together, even if for a few minutes, so we can avoid, you know, going into the the emotional shutdown and all that that cycle. I think for me that would be very beneficial for our relationship, and I'm I'm sure other couples as well, because when it gets to that breaking point, it it feels like all communication after that is just messy, and 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 it's never easy to communicate feelings once you're responsive. And like you mentioned earlier, the person on the receiving end, like myself in this situation, I, I, I kind of think, well, I'm not a mind reader. And so it's, it almost makes me feel like I get on the defensive because I'm expected to read Chase's mind in this situation. So I think having a a ritual, like you said, where there's almost an action before the feelings arise in the relationship and become too much would be really helpful. Let's take a break to talk about today's sponsors. 
Today's episode is brought to you by Native. Native creates safe, simple, effective deodorants that smell amazing and actually work. Chase and I live in a very hot and humid climate, so we need something that keeps us dry and smelling nice all day. Yeah, and Sarah does not want to smell me when I am in a hot and humid climate without good deodorant. (laughs) No, we don't. (laughs) And Native's clean and simple ingredients will allow you to know exactly what's in your deodorant. Now that we know aluminum may be linked to some serious health ramifications, including breast cancer and Alzheimer's, it's totally worth making the switch from conventional deodorants that contain aluminum to Native's aluminum-free deodorant. It's kind of a no-brainer. It is. And it's not only us that loves Native. They have over 7,000 five-star reviews and have been showcased on the Today Show, Women's Health, Good Morning America, Pop Sugar, and more. So try it risk-free with free returns and exchanges in the USA and subscribe and save $2 per stick and have Native conveniently delivered to your door. For 20% off your first purchase, visit nativedeodorant.com and use promo code IDO during checkout. That's nativedeodorant.com and use promo code IDO during checkout. Today's episode is also sponsored by Audible. Our guests often recommend their favorite relationship audiobooks during the interviews, and there is no better way to listen than Audible. Audible has the largest selection of audiobooks on the planet, including bestsellers, motivation, mysteries, thrillers, memoirs, and more. Audible members get more than ever before. Each month, you'll get three titles of your choice, one audiobook and two Audible originals that you can't hear anywhere else. Plus, members get unlimited access to more than 100 audio-guided fitness and meditation programs. So you can work on your home... On your zen and your booty? Yeah. (laughs) Is that what you wanted to say? Yes, exactly. At the same time? Wow. Uh, Maybe not at the same time, but... (laughs) So start listening with a 30-day Audible trial and your first audiobook, plus two Audible originals for free. Visit audible.com slash I do or text I do to 500-500. Get your 30-day Audible trial by visiting audible.com slash I do or text I do to 500-500. Yeah, yeah. And and of course, the space is very minimal, meaning the space uh, between the the discomfort and the going into closing up, it's like probably one second, you know. But in that, that, that's why I said, I noticed that breathing helps because breathing is something that can enlarge that space. And in that second, after a, a, a deep breath, you know, just going into the ritual rather than going into the closing up, that makes a whole of a difference. I guess a part that where I'm still a little bit stuck in our relationship and relating to this is I want to communicate to Sarah my expectations, my needs, my desires. And Sarah and I have done that. We each have done that. But for example, Sarah's love language is, one of them is uh, gifts. 
gifts of affection. Um, what, what do they call it? I think it's just gifts. Gifts. Just gifts. <laughs> gift giving. <laughs> <laughs> gift giving. And for, and so I know that. But if Sarah goes, Hey, it'd, it'd really be nice if you got me flowers today. It, it's not how she's going to feel love that way. The, because she, she had to ask. It, it would be me being proactive and doing it when she doesn't ask. So there is an original communication, and that's important, that I know Sarah feels loved when I give her gifts. But it kind of takes away from the effect if she has to ask for it. And, and I think this is a place where, you know, so like you said, Telling your partner, I really need a hug right now. Yeah, that's good. That's better than like bottling up the energy and being pouty or, or stonewalling or any of these things. But if you do that every time, we're not really meeting each other's needs like proactively. Does that make sense? So if Sarah says every time, hey, Chase, I really would like flowers today, like it just doesn't, it becomes a, thing that she would probably resent me for like i should just get them for her yeah it does make sense um uh what what i notice is that we humans tend to take habits okay in everything the way we eat the way we walk the way we speak the way we you know do sports everything and so um by by saying i need a hug right now you know once twice three times then uh then it, it then we train ourselves and we train our partners uh, to be there for us uh, in our modality. So uh, that's that's the first thing. Uh, the second thing is that it being a ritual. It's not so much asking, but it's our ritual, you know. So and it may be different from one person to the other because. The two partners can need different things. So uh, one partner may need a hug. The other partner may need, I don't know, to put music and dance. I'm just, you know, inventing. <laughs> so and dance together. So, uh, But uh, the idea is to define which the ritual is in advance. And of course, it has to be something like that lasts one minute, two minutes, not half an hour, because in our normal life, we don't have all that time. But, you know, a little thing that, that it acts more like a break state. And at the same time, um, we train ourselves to notice when uh, we uh, bottle up, uh, when we close our energy, uh, when we uh, start building resentment, uh, because then we can dissolve the resentment immediately rather than starting it internally. And uh, and the other thing is, um, of course, we we I mean, uh, for for some people, for example, with me and my husband, he okay, he has an Italian mama, okay, so <laughs> Italian mother in general tend to show love and affection through cooking, okay, to preparing big meals, uh, and I'm not a cook at all. I don't actually don't care about food. If there is food, I eat. If there isn't, I just you know, have a shake or anything. I, I don't, I don't care. And so, especially when I'm busy working, I actually forget to eat sometimes or I eat a fruit. And so for him, it was a big disappointment, you know, <laughs> like <laughs> lunchtime and there's no food. <laughs> and uh, because that, that was, 
his expectation. So having a list of what does love mean for you? How do you feel love? Uh, and, you know, what we did, for example, we, we each of us uh, created a list of 10 ways I feel love. And then we, we hang those lists on the wall, on the kitchen wall, so the other knows at least, and it's there, and, it, and it's there, you know, in front of our eyes, basically every day. Um, and, and that, again, is another way to, to train ourselves slowly and slowly, because, for example, with me and food, I really had to train myself, and of course, we had to compromise somehow, because I'm, I'm not a cook, and I don't intend to cook every every lunch you know spend an hour <laughs> like his mother did but once in a while when i want to you know to give him a little treat then i cook something even a little something and and i decorate it maybe with a flower and and i know i i'm you know showing him my affection so th- th- that's the idea uh, to we really need to train ourselves like in anything you know, if we want to learn a new language, we need to train ourselves. If we want to, I don't know, be skilled in a sport, we need to train ourselves. And the same thing is with uh, becoming a, a loving partner. So let's say a, a couple has uh, or an individual has gone through the process of letting out that anger physically, whether it's a Muay Thai class or some sort of physical activity. And then they've communicated with their partner the, these expectations. At what point, and this can vary for for every person, but at what point does the resentment start to go away? And is there a natural process for how long that can take so somebody's not just frustrated with themselves that they've gone through this process and maybe it's been, you know, five months and there's still resentment there? I think at a certain point, we need to make a conscious decision to go into forgiveness. And uh, forgiveness really means to letting go of the past. Because especially if we are in a relationship since a long time, uh, we may be still carrying, you know, uh, unresolved things from five years ago, 10 years ago. And it's a never-ending story. Because at that point... uh, when when the two people there's a discussion, they they start saying, "Oh yes, because five years ago you said this and this, ten years ago you did this and that," and and uh, and it's like walking on the street with a, with a heavy burden on your shoulder. And at a certain point, you need to to just take a conscious decision to just take that that heavy backpack and put it down. And and knowing that. Forgiveness uh, uh, really is a gift to ourselves uh, because we are more free and also to our couple that, in that uh, sense. And, uh, and it brings a, a, a very, I mean, a strong inner relief. Um, and, uh, and it's also a way to, to avoid, you know, passing this pain from one situation to the other or from one person to the other because if we don't forgive okay let's imagine we end the relationship and we after a while we meet someone else and we start a new relationship if we don't forgive the old situation from the past will uh, be with us even with a new partner 
because they, they, they will, in a way, they will haunt us. They will, we will, they will be reference point for us still, you know. So it's really, at a certain point, after we expressed, of course, our, our emotions, after we expressed our needs, but it's really the idea is to, to start anew. One of the things that we've talked about is defining our expectations. And you talked about realistic and unrealistic expectations. So how can we have a dialogue with our partner, with ourselves about what is realistic and what is unrealistic? Because to me, there's some things that are like, yeah, I want this. This this seems like a realistic expectation, but maybe it's not to Sarah. How can we navigate that? So for me, the fine line between realistic and, and, and unrealistic expectation is really is about uh, being emotionally self-sufficient, meaning, and I'm just going to give some example to explain it better, meaning um, if we enter in a relationship thinking the other person will, or expecting the other person to make us happy, that is an unrealistic expectation. Like we need to be happy with ourselves to enjoy the company we do to ourselves first and then we enter into a relationship. Uh, or again, if we enter a relationship in order to feel loved because, because without that person we feel uh, we are not loved, that is an unrealistic expectation. So uh, that is what I mean uh, about unrealistic expectation. Uh, in a way, we need to develop a, a, a loving, wonderful, nurturing relationship to ourselves first. And then, of course, we, we are even better together with another person. But we are too full. Just to give you an idea, I don't know if you have the same expression in English, but in Italian, there's this, there's this horrible expression like, um, I introduce you to my other half. Like, like the other person, it's half of you. I don't know if you have th th that, like, like half apple or half, you know, my other half. And and uh, and in reality, the other person is not a half, and you are not a half. You are two whole, two whole people together, uh, and not two halves. And that is, you know, th that is what I was meaning uh, uh, when I said a realistic expectation: the other person to to, to um, feel your voice. Yeah, we do have that expression. A lot of times it would be my other half or my better half, if you say it uh, yeah. <laughs> kind of jokingly. So, yeah, I'll introduce you to my other whole my, or my partner. <laughs> Maybe that's easier. Exactly, exactly. My other whole, yes, or my partner, yeah. So, Lucia, you've given us some great tools to deal with resentment, to prevent resentment from building up. Are there any things that we might have missed that uh, we can leave our listeners with before we wrap up? Yeah, well, in general, it is to develop, you know, a compassionate regard uh, to see the other, because nor we tend too much to see the other person as the cause of all our problems. <laughs> uh, but the other, or we expect, again, the other person to be perfect, to always be there for us, to uh, speak the way we want uh, us, uh, we want him or her to speak to us. But the other person has had maybe a, a, a difficult childhood. 
childhood as we did, you know, uh, is is a fallible human being as we have as we are. So really, to to uh, have a compassionate regard for ourselves and also for the other person. The other person is trying to do the best that he or she can uh, with the knowledge, the resources, the, the the capacity she or he has at the time. So uh, and and also. Another thing is sometimes we have unrealistic expectations about relationships in general. So we see these movies, these romantic movies where uh, a couple get married or go and live together, move in together, and then they live happily forever after. And so we expect our relationship to be like that. But in reality, uh, there will be a moment of pain. So uh, just the capacity to stand in the pain uh, and, and just know that you, it will pass, you know, and uh, commit to doing no harm to, 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 to the other, even if the other is harming you or, you know, I'm not talking about physical, of course, harm, but, you know, even if some words or something that, that the person said has harmed you, uh, like letting go of this need for revenge. Um, and and uh, and becoming more compassionate, uh, and so I think that this is very helpful. And not only the movies nowadays, but with social media, with people only posting all the happy moments in your life, you can easily get resentful that your life isn't, you know, meeting the expectations of you know someone else's happiness. So that's always something important to remember as well. Yeah, definitely, definitely, absolutely. Because otherwise, of course, we are doomed to be unhappy, of course. But life is, I mean, is made of, you know, beautiful moments, joyous moments, of course, but also difficult moments and challenges. But that's part of life. And in our society, we tend to, and and I totally agree with you, especially with social media, you know, to expect that life is only, you know, glamour and happy moments, but it's not. And also dark moments have their, you know, importance because they make us grow. They make us understand things, be more aware. Uh, And sometimes even in a relationship, in a couple, those moments uh, are the moments that, that, you know, they, they help the, the two people come more together if they are able to to um, to, to to go beyond the, the the pain and the wounds. Yeah, we have a saying called uh, that says uh, you got to take the good, the bad, and the ugly. So you got to take all of those for the big picture and to really learn and have the best life you can. Yeah, yeah, and I, and I think. Another thing is really to create a safe environment when the two people or, I mean, any kind of relationship, but it can be who they are, can be true to themselves. And so if there's this, you know, emotional blackmail where uh, one doesn't feel safe, oh, if we, uh, if we, uh, if there's too many discussions, if we uh, don't go along together, then we will, I will quit you, you know, I will leave you. And, and then one, of course, one never feels safe. But if we know, if we allow the space within the relationship, we know that there will be dark moments and easier moments, and we will be together anyway, then I think it's also easier, you know, to, to uh, relax in the relationship. 
Well, Alicia, this has been a excellent interview and thank you so much for joining us. And before we wrap up, let's have you tell our listeners where they can find you online and then we'll say goodbye. Thank you. So uh, listeners can find me on my website, luciagiovanini.com is L-U-C-I-A-G-I-O-V-A-N-N-I.com. Uh, and on Facebook, they can find me on a Facebook group called A Whole New Life, uh, which is a group where people can find support in their changing process, a transformation process. And, and in my website, on my website, uh, luciagiovanini.com, people can also find the free goodies, uh, a free five uh, video series called the Five Days Challenge. And uh, it's, it, it's, all about you know creating change and creating new healthy habits wonderful well our listeners will be able to access all those links on your show notes page on our website at idopodcast.com as well as the podcast description and thank you again for joining us thank you it was a pleasure Hey guys, we hope you enjoyed today's episode. As always, all the links are in the show notes page, as well as on the podcast description. And while you're on our website, we encourage you guys to check out our 14 day happy couple challenge. We send you an email for 14 days with simple, doable challenges to help strengthen and improve your relationship. And on our website, we also have a bunch of free resources for your relationship So we encourage you to check those out. Uh, We also have our love tribe on Facebook. Uh, We encourage you guys to join the tribe and uh, be there for support for each other. If you have questions or just need some relationship advice, we are all here for each other. Um, The group has grown to almost a thousand people um, and we love it. So we hope you guys join that. You can go to Facebook, Love Tribe Fam, and you'll find us right there. And if you are interested in learning more about our flagship course, Spark My Relationship, we hope you guys check it out. We have a special offer that is only for podcast listeners. So you can go to sparkmyrelationship.com slash unlock and you can unlock that special offer and learn more as always thank you guys so much and we'll see you next week you are listening to a pleasure podcast For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com.